This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Discourse Markers and the idiom to put the wind up someone. So, Ali, what are discourse markers? Good question, Dave. Discourse markers are words or phrases that we use to connect, organise and manage what we say or write. Today, we're going to focus on some that get used in spoken English. I see. And why are they useful? Well, because native speakers use them all the time. So when you use them, you sound more native-like. Okay. Between us, we've already used three. Did you notice them? Three? Already? (laughs) We've hardly said anything yet. Let me think. So, I said that. Mm Mm-hmm. I see, and that, and well. I said that. You did. We seem to use them at the beginning of some sentences. I've noticed that we use so quite a lot in the conversations that we have on proper English. Yes, we do. So is a way of marking the beginning of a conversation or of a new subject. I see is a kind of discourse marker called a response token. Ooh. Yeah. We use discourse markers as responses to show that we're listening to the speaker. We do. When I answered your question earlier, I began with, well, it's a way of showing that we're thinking about the answer. And for this reason, I think discourse markers are really useful for speaking exams and interviews. Oh, yeah. You can use them to play for time. When your mind goes blank, mine does that a lot, (laughs) and... (laughs) You need a couple of seconds thinking time. As I was saying. On the one hand. On the other hand. Well, it seems to me. Hmm. Not recommended in an interview or an exam. You could even string together a load of discourse markers if you needed time to think. OK. Well, for a start, it seems to me, I mean, you know, we could have pizza for tea again. (laughs) If you want to experience a challenge and hear discourse markers being used to humorous effect, try watching the BBC TV series Yes Minister. Oh, that's a fabulous series. We were listening to that the other day, Mm -hmm. weren't we? Also, you can get it as a radio series. And in it, the senior civil servants use discourse markers to avoid answering the minister's questions every time. It's very funny and a great way to practice your listening. Coming up are some more commonly used discourse markers. Anyway. Use anyway to mark a shift, a slight change of subject. British people sometimes use it for comedic effect if the situation is slightly embarrassing. Last night I dreamt I was riding an elephant through Trafalgar Square. In my pyjamas. What was an elephant doing in your (laughs) pyjamas? Anyway, thanks for sharing, Ali. As I was saying... Right, let's press on. Ah, using right at the beginning of a sentence like that can be a way of grabbing attention and sounding like what you're about to say has some importance. Right, I've made my decision. I'm going to buy the coat, but not the shoes. Now, using now at the beginning of a sentence is another way of trying to get somebody's attention and making things sound important. Now, are we going to make tea and then record the podcast? 
or are we going to record the podcast and then make tea? Sometimes the marker we use will be a response to the other person. Oh, for example. Oh, yes. We do it for several reasons. <laughs> I'd be exaggerating if I said we could do a whole episode on O. O? But it is used so much that the Cambridge Dictionary Online lists seven different uses for this tiny word. Oh, really? There you go. You added another discourse marker, really, to make an expression of surprise. Compare it with, oh, really? Here, it's an expression of disappointment. For instance, sorry, sir, we've run out of eggs. Oh, really? What a shame. I was really looking forward to an omelette. We often use, oh, that's, in combination to. Ali, I was going to take you to the cinema on Saturday, but the film you wanted to see isn't out yet. Oh, that's a shame. I'll have to wait, I suppose. But, on a happier note, Ali, I put some of those flowers you like in a vase. Don't they look nice? Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you. How about great and good? Oh, yeah. They're handy to show your enthusiasm for something. Obviously, great is more enthusiastic than good. I filled the car up with petrol, Dave. Good. It was worrying me a bit yesterday. Or how about... We've won 20 euros on that scratch card your mum bought us. Great! Let's treat ourselves to lunch. And yes, dear listeners, you can have a lovely lunch for two for 20 euros in Portugal. You can use great and good in a bit of a sarcastic way as well, can't you? You can, yeah. Yeah, 20 euros. Great! Great. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, for today, mind you, this is another informal device. We use it as an afterthought, or to mean that there is something further that should be taken into account. Eh? <laughs> yeah, this definitely needs examples. You go first. Okay. Another discourse marker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. How about this? I could never be a doctor. They work such long hours and it's a very demanding job. Mind you, they are well paid. Good. Or Radiohead's last album is absolutely brilliant. Mind you, it's not surprising. All their music is excellent. Both of those examples demonstrate its use as an afterthought. Now... Let's use it to point out that something should be taken into account. There wasn't any toilet paper in the supermarket this morning. Uh-oh. Mind you, people might be panic buying as it looks like we'll be going into another lockdown soon. Oh. Or how about my new shoes were expensive. Mind you, they're an excellent brand and really well made. Be careful not to overuse the same marker. Mm. Some native speakers get into this habit, most often with like or you know. Like, the other day, like, I, I was having a dream, like, a, about in my pyjamas, like, you know. Oof. Now, the actress, Miriam Margolis, mm -hmm. uh, she took Will I Am to town about using the word like, didn't yeah. she, on the Graham Norton show. 
these are difficult things for us to explain here because this was on the Graham Norton show, which is a BBC uh, television chat show. And Miriam Margolis is a comedy actress. Uh, and Will I Am is an international pop star. But she uh, she was really having a go at him about uh, saying like all the time. Mm. Yeah, and she, she, she wouldn't have it. Mm. And she's so well-spoken that <laughs> it was like being told off by the Queen. <laughs> now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? D.I. Davidson and Sergeant Roberts had recently finished a particularly unsettling case. One evening, after work, Robert Roberts was at his girlfriend Roxy's house. They had enjoyed a lovely meal together, over which Roberts had been telling Roxy all about the case. Oh, Roberts, stop! Don't tell me any more. You put the wind right up me with that story. (laughs) Sorry, Roxy. Didn't mean to frighten you. If it makes you feel any better, the perpetrators are all safely locked up now. It's funny you should say that I put the wind right up you. D.I. Davidson said just the same thing the other day. Oh, blimey. What happened? Well, we were sitting in the car. We was on a stakeout. And I've gone off to get a coffee. The thing was, it took me quite a long time as I didn't have enough money and I had to go to the bank and then by the time I got back to the coffee shop, there was a queue. So if I'm honest, I think what happened was that D.I. Davidson dozed off and when I opened the car door, she leapt and said, Goodness gracious, Roberts, you put the wind right up me. It's a funny saying, isn't it? I wonder where it comes from. Oh, I think I know the answer to that. It's in a letter written by the poet Wilfred Owen. Oh. He was a war poet. Ah. And he wrote, Shells so close that they thoroughly put the wind up a lifeguardsman in the trench with me. I don't know if Wilfred Owen invented the expression, but maybe he's the first person what wrote it down. Wilfred Owen? Well, I never. I wonder if D.I. Davidson knows that. I'm going to ask her in the morning. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Oh, have you remembered that you can get our episodes on YouTube too? You won't see our gorgeous faces. <laughs> but you can get subtitles, which could be useful. Whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in contact with us? You can email us at properenglish... All one word. ...at sapo.pt. Or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. And don't forget that every episode we've made is available out there. Oh, yeah. Not just the latest ones. Nope. So you can listen to everything we've ever done as many times as you like. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.